1: This is a pre recorded program
0: presented by KSL News Radio and Intermountain Healthcare.
1: Healthy Mind Matters, brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. We discuss the important community issues of stronger mental health, emotional wellness, and the growing problem of addiction. Here's our host, Maria Shaleos, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good morning, and thank you for joining us for Healthy Mind Matters. Today we are talking about interpersonal violence. And with me, Danette Stanger, she's the Victim Assistance Center Director for the YCC of Ogden, and Mindy Haddock, who's the Outreach Case Manager. And thanks again to both of you for being here today. Let's talk about those warning signs. People don't think about there being warning signs when things are going to happen in their relationship. But it doesn't just go from a wonderful relationship to abuse, does it? So what are some of those
0: warning signs that you can describe for folks? That's a really great question. Um, And I'm I'm very grateful that you are highlighting this because many people feel like domestic violence is all about violence, but it's, it's many, many things. We know that domestic violence encompasses emotional abuse, financial abuse, isolation, but really the core of domestic violence is power and control. So when somebody is trying to take power or control your life, your everyday comings and goings, controlling who you talk to, how you think, what you wear. Usually um, control and jealousy are some of the very first warning signs that people can see. Um, Really quick involvement, um, wanting to become someone's whole world, um, cutting them off from friends and family, um, encouraging them to drop out of school or not talk to their mom anymore. Um, If you love me, you'll do this. If you love me, you don't need any friends. If you really cared for me, you wouldn't need an education because I'll take care of you your whole life. Those things that in the beginning can sound like these romantic gestures are really red flags of abuse. Mindy, you're shaking
2: your head. Did you want to
0: add something there? Right.
2: Yeah, I think I'd like to add a little bit. I, I mean, most relationships, not all probably, but most relationships start out really good. You know, there's chemistry, there's excitement, there's, you know, romance. And you can't tell if if a relationship is going to be abusive at first. They all look pretty good. But it's going to go one of two ways. It's either going to go to a n- more nurturing, long-lasting, wonderful, compromised, healthy relationship, or it could go to you know an addictive or abusive relationship and so like you said it doesn't just happen overnight it it starts by degrees and it starts by maybe some more subtle things like, like she mentioned, quick involvement. When someone wants to get involved very, very quickly, they want to move in very, very quickly or have sexual relations really, really quickly. Those are some kind sometimes warning signs that this person wants to like, rather than get to know each other and understand really how they react in different situations, they kind of want to bypass that. And so they want to move a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, And, And actually, victims of domestic violence, they often will have more than one abusive partner. And a lot of that stems from really uh, not having the affection that you would think you would have in a healthy relationship, and you actually feel starved for affection. And so maybe if you do get out of one relationship, someone else swoops right in, and it's like that white knight she was talking about, they want to be with you all the time. They might even want to take you to work and come pick you up, um, and it feels good because someone's paying all this attention to you. But a lot of times it's actually, they're just wanting to control your activities. They wanna make sure who you're with and and where you are mm-hmm. at all times. Many will check the odometer, make sure you're not going farther than what it takes to go to the store and back. Um, there are many things that they'll do, um, but excessive jealousy is a big, big red, red flag, a big warning mm-hmm. sign. Um, a lot of people say that you know drugs and alcohol make them make their partners abusive. Um, we recognize that as a major factor and it intensifies the problem, but it definitely is not the cause of abuse. Abuse is something learned. It's not something you're born with. It's not something that is is that stems from alcohol or drug use. Those are just things that make things worse. And there are a lot of myths. Uh, maybe we can talk about that later about domestic violence. But um, other warning signs might be how they treat women, how they how they treat pets. I know even if they don't like pets, if they are really uh, uh, terrible to animals, that's a that's a warning sign right there. Mm-hmm. How do they treat children? Even if you don't have children, how do they treat and respect children? Mm-hmm. Um, these are just things to watch for. These are mm-hmm.
0: things that you will learn in the mm-hmm. class as well. Yeah. and um, I think Mindy's really keyed on to so many of those important um red flags early on. And what we want people to know is that you can access services and get help for domestic violence, um, regardless of what stage you're at. If it's the beginning and you're starting to see those signs of jealousy or some control, you can come in and talk to a case manager. You do not have to wait until it gets violence to get violence or scary. We definitely have um, a lot of callers that it's gotten to that stage. And when we talk about red signs and, and um, like assessments for violence in and I just want to briefly mention in Weber County and in through the much of the state of Utah, um, we ha- use what we call the lethality assessment protocol or the LAP. And here in Weber County, we have great relationships with our law enforcement partners. And they're doing a screening tool that um, it's 11 questions that identifies the red flags for domestic violence, homicide. And it's out of, um, based off of an evidence-based protocol out of Maryland that's called the lethality assessment protocol. And it asks questions like string. Have you ever been strangled? Um, Does this person ever threaten suicide? Do they ever um, have a gun? um, And are they they just a lot of questions and there's 11 of them and it helps um, assess your risk for losing your life due to domestic violence and when our law enforcement partners ask those questions of victims and they screen in as high risk they're immediately connecting them to YCC where an advocate does a very thorough safety plan with them and encourages them to come into shelter so because um, social work has evolved in you know it started off as a, a grassroots movement where primarily women were getting together and saying how can we help you know our very first domestic violence shelters were in people's basements and in their spare bedrooms. And now we have developed into these um, great organizations that have evidence-based protocols that we can share with people so you can recognize abuse in the beginning. Or if you are at the point where your relationship's getting to the um, to a place where you're at risk for losing your life, we can help you um, see that as well and get you to a safe place and do a safety plan with you.
1: I'm wondering if, if someone does catch it in the early stages. Is, there, is this something Like other, like a disease where you can actually do some preemptive things and actually save a
0: relationship. You know, at, you know. I never want to tell someone that there's no hope for change or no hope for things to get better. We do know that um, people can, Batters. there are good programs in the state of Utah for batter intervention. And a lot of that comes with taking accountability. We have seen families where um, the victim will come in and work with Mindy and get help and healing and therapy and counseling. And at the same time, their abusive partner will go to an evidence-based um, program where where it's usually quite long and quite extensive and it does include taking accountability for what they they have done, but families can be saved. And so I'm glad that you asked that because we don't want anyone to ever feel that by calling us or reaching out that it's going to end with, um, they have to leave their relationship because we know that for many people, that if they leave their relationship, they have to leave their kids behind 50% of the time in a shared custody. And um, we have referrals and information And we've served victims of crime here at YCC, but we will give referrals to other organizations that work with batterers. So if they choose to end that abuse and if they choose to take accountability and do better, there's a therapist and a counselor and a program that will help them do so.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the myths that you mentioned that surround um, domestic abuse. So what are some of the misconceptions that folks have?
2: Uh, One of the very common ones is they were abused as a child. And or have really low self esteem because they witness this as, as a child growing up that it's not the abuser's fault. Right, right. These are, and and actually rather than myths, I call them excuses. These are things that either the abuser will say this is the reason I do this to you, or the victim at times will also buy into it and say, well, this is why they do it. Maybe you know he's doing this, he or she is doing this to me but they didn't, they had it even worse when they were growing up. So we kind of give them a pass, like, at least I don't have what they had growing up. And um, But being abused as a child is definitely um, not something that causes someone to be abused, because I know several people who have been abused as children, and they don't abuse people. So um, that's definitely a myth. Now, some of these myths, they actually can make things worse, magnify the problem, uh, because we do know that uh, abuse is learned. It's definitely not something that you're born with. It's not passed through DNA, but like Danette said, it is passed through families. Um, and a lot of time that is if if as a child you witness a mother or father figure um, abusing another mother or father figure, you think that's normal and that's how relationships should be and that one is inferior or superior to the other. And it's just a very unequal, unbalanced way to look at life. And so, yeah, sometimes as as we see this As a child, it can make it where you model that kind of behavior in your own relationships growing up, but some of of the research shows that if you're abused as a child, you know how it felt, you're not going to do this. So the, the larger percentage
0: of people that were abused as children do not grow up to be batterers. I think another myth is that it only happens to poor people or it doesn't happen to people in, um, you know, higher levels of society or people with higher educations. And that is absolutely not true. Um, I I often hear people say like, I would never let that happen to me. If somebody hit me, I would just hit him right back. I would stand up for myself. And that's also not the case. Um, Like you mentioned in one of the earlier segments, it starts in small ways. Um, The, the control, the um, isolation, before usually the first violent incident happens. So I think that's a myth that the reality is it can happen to anyone and it does happen to everyone. It really can happen to anyone. And we know that for women, about one in three women will experience domestic violence in their lifetime. That means that for most of us, we have either experienced it ourselves or know someone close to us that has. It's very, very common. All right. We need to take a break. Um, when
1: we come back, I'd like to talk about what the rest of us can do. We've talked about what those, what victims can do, um, but I would like to know what the rest of us can do to really help out in these situations. The Domestic Violence Hotline number, 801-392-7273, and you're listening
2: to Healthy Mind Matters.